Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode features the sixth installment of Honest Conversations. In this episode, Freddie Mac Senior Economist in the Single Family Client and Community Engagement, Jaya Day, joins HousingWire Digital Media Manager, Alcina Lloyd, to have an honest conversation on affordable housing and how it impacts minority homeownership. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Caliber Home Loans is committed to helping customers at all stages of homeownership. Whether you're the first in your family to buy a home or just a first-time home buyer, our focus is on getting you into the home of your dreams and helping you stay there. Contact Caliber Home Loans if you'd like to learn more. I'm your host, Alcina Lloyd, and this is Honest Conversations. Honest Conversations is a show that provides listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the gap. My guest, Jaya Day, is a senior economist in the single-family client and community engagement at Freddie Mac. And today, we'll have an honest conversation on affordable housing and how it impacts minority home ownership. Jaya, welcome to our show. Thank you. Before we dive into today's conversation, can you let us know more about yourself? How did you enter the housing finance sector, and what does your role at Freddie Mac entail? Sure. So I'm a senior economist at Freddie Mac. A little bit on how I ended here. So after I finished my college in India, I came to the U.S. for my grad school. I finished my master's and Ph.D. in economics from the Ohio State University. My first job was in academia, where I spent several years uh, teaching and researching before moving to Freddie Mac. During my tenure at the university, I was conducting research on the impact of housing crisis on national national and uh, local labor markets. So that was like a stepping stone, my stepping stone into entering the housing market. I was very intrigued and wanted to further deep dive on various instruments of wealth, such as residential wealth, um, how that will fare post-crisis. When I was offered this role at Freddie Mac, I was beyond excited because it gave me the opportunity to deep dive into these topics with appropriate resources and technology. At Freddie, I do research on housing finance issues related to affordability and access to credit. I also provide thought leadership uh, in making the research actionable and identifying data-driven solutions. All right. So your research is partly why we wanted you here today, because so extensive, and we wanted to discuss some of the data that we've discovered. Recent data from the U.S. Census Bureau indicates that while U.S. home ownership rose in the fourth quarter of 2020, it fell for Black Americans. Jaya, the pandemic has undoubtedly impacted communities of color disproportionately, leading to a higher homeownership gap. So how has COVID-19 impacted the affordability of minority Americans when compared to the overall population? Sure. So even pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, Black-white homeownership gap was pretty substantial, and it started widening post-Great Recession. 
The gap exceeded 30% in 2018, which is larger than what it used to be before the Fair Housing Act was passed. The subprime mortgage crisis disproportionately affected the, homo, uh, the black homeowners as the new mortgage originations declined, while foreclosures and other reversals in homeownership um, uh, uh, increased, wiping out any gains in black homeownership rate before the financial crisis. And uh, prior research have shown various factors such as you know, racial disparity in household endowments, such as income and parental wealth, housing costs and institutional barriers to have contributed to the gap. Now, this gap may be exacerbated post-crisis, uh, post-pandemic crisis, due to the disproportionate impact of the pandemic on the communities of color. The pandemic has led to a sharp decline in employment, as we all know. And Black and Latinos have been hit hardest by the stay-at-home orders, and they, as they are overrepresented in low-wage jobs and in jobs that cannot transition to remote work. They had the biggest drop in employment and the pan, uh, after the pandemic hit and have had unequal recovery. According to Freddie Mac's research, one third of the jobs are recovered for blacks as compared to 60% for whites since April. Furthermore, the mortgage credit box is tightening, making it difficult for borrowers with, without pristine credit to obtain conventional mortgages. So according to MBA, Mortgage Credit Availability Index declined significantly since March 2020, which is indicated, indicative of tightening lending standards. So with soaring house prices due to uh, low interest rate environment and lack of inventory, as well as declining wages, affordability challenges of black potential black homeowners is exacerbating, making it difficult for them to transition into home mortgages as compared to whites. So, okay, so this leads me to our, our next question. So Freddie Mac recently shared a report on inequality in housing, which highlights research and analytics on major barriers to minority mortgage ownership and explains the unequal housing recovery across minority groups. In the report, Freddie claims the role of credit attributes in explaining the homeownership gap between whites and minorities since the financial crisis that lasted between 2012 and 2018. Can you dive a little deeper? You touched on it a little, but can you dive a little deeper into this finding and how credit is impacting uh, minority homeowners now and in the future for those who want to be homeowners? Sure. So let me first step back and talk a little bit about the motivation uh, behind this, this study. So we basically wanted to investigate how slower or faster recent minority first-time home buyers are getting home mortgages compared to white first-time home buyers, especially during the recovery period from the Great Recession. So we, for that purpose, to that end, we analyzed a group of consumers likely not to be homeowners in 2012 and tracked them how many obtained um, or transitioned into home mortgages by 2018. And we found that Blacks and Hispanics were respectively one half and two thirds as likely as whites to transition into new, uh, obtaining new mortgages by 2018, suggesting an uneven recover recovery even after a well-documented uh, documented housing crisis. We then investigated the role of credit attributes, among other factors, in explaining this racial gap in transition rate into new mortgages. And uh, our findings suggest that uh, the racial difference in credit attributes contribute most in explaining the racial gap in transition rate. Blacks and Hispanics are more, than, more likely than whites to have lower credit scores, missing scores, 
insufficient and inadequate credit histories, higher delinquencies, bankruptcies, and higher debt liabilities, making them less likely to qualify for home mortgages. This way, the experiences of the two minority groups are very similar. Our research implies that counseling and credit education opportunities could help prepare the minorities to be in a better position to qualify for mortgages. Access to alternative credit uh, data, such as you know, telecommunications, rental payment, um, uh, bank statements, utilities, um, can uh, accurately gauge or identify the credit-worthy consumers with uh, insufficient uh, credit histories, but no derogatory credit. We also found that there are some key differences in the experiences of the two minority groups. For example, while geography, which includes the measures of house prices and unemployment rate at the local county level, explains substantial part of the white Hispanic gap in transition rate in an aggregate nationally because they are more concentrated in the high cost areas. It doesn't explain much of the white black gap nationally. Having said that, the barriers to mortgage ownership can be very localized. For example, these geographic factors are important barriers to home ownership for blacks living in New York, in the state of New York, mainly because they are concentrated in high cost city centers. So low down payment programs and products can help overcome these geographic barriers in those high cost areas. As we talk about these sorts of programs that can help these people, what are some initiatives that Freddie Mac has launched to address affordable housing? I know Freddie offers low down payment products, but can you name some of them and what they do? Sure. So I believe a better understanding of role of credit is important first step in home buying process. Credit counseling and education can go a long way to help the minority groups in closing the gap and putting them in better position to qualify for mortgages. It can also help them sustain their mortgages uh, to build wealth, build wealth and um, ride out of the next economic crisis. So we have two big initiatives in this direction. First is Credit Smart, a free online homeownership education curriculum that provides key learnings on financial education, credit restoration, budget management and primary principles that can empower the consumers to become more confident and knowledgeable about their future home purchase decisions. And then the second is our 14 borrower help centers and housing agencies with housing counselors who can assist with credit counseling and restoration, debt and money management and establishing budget that is customized on individual based on their particular uh, situation and needs. And of course, we have these low down payment products, which are uh, since down payment is an important barrier to home ownership. So for assistance with that, we have Home Possible, which is which offers low to moderate income borrowers down payment as low as 3%, along with greater credit flexibility. We also have Home One, which offers 3% uh, down payment to qualified first time home buyers. Um, it is an access to credit product and it doesn't have any income limits. So it's a solution for um, first-time home buyers in high-cost areas. Currently, our affordable product Home Possible is actually, it's, it's penetrating very well in the minority space, especially in the Black borrower space. So this brings me to our last question today. And as we wrap this conversation, I'd like to end on probably my favorite question that I like to ask each Honest Conversation guest. But you mentioned some of the products Freddie has available for educating minority homeowners. My question for you is, what can the rest of the industry do today to address the gap? And lastly, what is your biggest area of concern for minority homeownership? 
Right. So let me start with the second question, and then uh, we can you know, proceed about like what can the industry do about uh, those barriers. So the, uh, in my mind, there are two key barriers to minority homeownership. First is the lack of knowledge and education about their credit profiles and various mortgage financing options available out there. I think the mortgage industry has an huge opportunity to help educate and guide current and future borrowers in strengthening credit for homeownership and also sustaining it. There are several areas where they need to educate the current and future borrowers. So for example, industry can go above and beyond in educating minority existing homeowners about various assistance, progr assistance programs such as mo uh, loan modification, payment deferrals, forbearance, which, uh, you know, which would benefit them to stay put in their homes after a crisis like this pandemic. Further, the lenders uh, need to um, you know, start early in educating potential borrowers about their credit scores and how they can use credit as a tool. For example, understand how to build and maintain strong credit, such as obtain one or two credit cards and pay them on time, Clarify misconceptions about how, how high a credit score is needed to qualify for mortgages, um, and then understand how to resolve credit dispute. Another misconception uh, that needs a lot of education um, or myth, a lot of myth is there and needs to be busted is regarding how much money is needed to put for down payment, um, uh, to put for down payment. So according to Urban Institute's um, report, 68% of renters think that down, down payment is the biggest barrier to home ownership. Um, and 65% of them think that they need at least 15% down. So there is a lot of misconception um, uh, about down payment. And you know, most people who are not homeowners vastly overestimate the amount of down payment they need to qualify for a mortgage. And for low to moderate income uh, minority borrowers living in high cost areas, that's very constraining. So, um, so I feel like a lot of education is needing, needed that to bust the myth that 20% down payment may not be necessary. In fact, the median down payment in 2018 was only 5%. So lenders need to use a lot of counseling and credit education opportunities to kind of um, uh, remove or clarify these misconceptions. Another big concern uh, for minority homeownership is lack of affordable housing stock. So chronic housing stock shortage was um, uh, prevalent even pre-pandemic, and now it may just exacerbate even more. So um, even if we identify you know, potential creditworthy borrowers with pristine credit, we will not be able to resolve this issue or close the gap without addressing the supply side. Shortage of housing supply can put further pressure on affordability. So industry needs to identify solutions that can help expand the affordable housing uh, to minorities, especially living in the high cost areas. So for example, Freddie Mac, at Freddie Mac, we have Choice Home, which supports conventional site-built financing for factory-built homes, as long as it meets uh, HUD code. And we also have Choice Innovation, which is an affordable housing preservation product, which allows borrowers to use some of their own uh, the loan money to pay for home renovations. So we need products like those um, to uh, bridge this uh, affordable housing stock um, you know, shortage gap. So to conclude, I, build, uh, I believe multiple strategies are needed to close the gap over time. For example, in the short term, lenders can work with the low-hanging fruit, identify credit-worthy 
black consumers living in affordable uh, areas with adequate housing stock and help them access home mortgages with the aid of various low down payment programs and products out there. In the medium term, lenders can work with the consumers with insufficient and inadequate credit histories, but no derogatory credit or what we call the clean thin files. Lenders need to provide credit counseling to these borrow, uh, future borrowers and teach them how to use credit as a tool. The lenders can also explore alternative credit scores, bank and utility statements and other ways to evaluate their credit worthiness. And in the long term, lenders can target consumers with severe uh, de delinquencies and other derogatory credit, uh, provide counseling and credit education so they can rebuild their credit and bounce back. That would be my two cents. All right, Jay, I want to thank you for joining us today as a guest. Thanks for having me. And listeners, join us next Wednesday for some more Honest Conversations. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elsina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. That's a wrap for today's episode of Housing Wire Daily. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and join us again tomorrow.